Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 227 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I am Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. Carly, how have you been and where are you off to next? I have been great. I have been in a, I call it hibernation and homework mode. I am getting ready to go on two back-to-back cruises. Uh, one is the Disney Fantasy for a week. That will be more relaxing vacation with my mother. But first, I am going on the world's largest cruise ship tomorrow, uh, Royal wow. Caribbean's Icon of the Seas. Tomorrow's the naming ceremony. Uh, so excited, but it is, uh, if you follow it at all, very overwhelming. There's a lot. And I'll be covering four attractions, so I wanted to make sure that I have a game plan because you really can't do it all in three days. I, you probably can't even do it all in a week. Yeah. So I've been studying, watching tours of the ship to really like familiarize myself. So that won't really be a vacation, but I want to make sure I can do as much as I can and share it. Uh, That sounds amazing. I can't wait to see all of your coverage. I am very jealous. I did the the media cruise on the Wonder of the Sea, which used to be the biggest. And uh, I, I, I salute you. Thoughts and prayers about trying to uh, see everything on that enormous ship in just three nights. Uh, yes, but I, I have my priorities. It is, it'll be very exhausting. Yes, there, there's a new food hall, which is a priority. Yes. The new swim-up bar. And, of course, the water park. They've got a serious water park on that thing. Yes, so that's my kind of, those are my priorities. I'm going to do it. And, yeah, I'm very excited. I have a little GoPro. So we're going to be doing some videos for attractions. I'm also doing Crown's Edge which is that insane ropes course. I cannot wait to see your, uh, your GoPro video of you screaming on that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Have to cut out the audio for sure. Yes. So should be fun. My week is not uh, nearly as exciting as yours. Um, I did get a visit over to uh, Universal. Um, A nice uh, cold, cold day, but I kept the crowds down a little. I got to ride Hagrid's at the middle of the day with only a 45-minute wait. Whoa. So, yeah, that that tells you it was a bit of a slow day. And uh, also paid a visit to the Festival of the Arts, which is going on right now at Epcot. Uh, Love that. Love that event. I love Uh, it. Yeah, I'll be squeezing in a little bit of Festival of the Arts in between the cruises. And then at the end of the Disney Fantasy, I will be there for opening of Mardi Gras at Universal which we're Excellent. going to be talking about on the show. It is one of my favorite, favorite festivals. Well, hopefully I can run into you at Mardi Gras. Yes. If I don't run to, into you at the Magic Kingdom for closing day of the Country Bears, yes. um, that one is definitely going to bring out all the bear fans. Yes, so. this Friday. Pour one out for the bears. <laughs> yep, yep. I will, I will definitely be there. Um, all right. Well, before, uh, without any further ado... I think it is time for us to jump into the news in the queue. First up, 
This is something that I know you and I are yeah. both very excited with. Uh, 2025 seems like a long way away uh, when we see how Epic Universe is growing so quickly. And this week, we've got a look at the classic Monsters Windmill it's alive. It and is alive. It is out from the scaffolding. Yes. And obviously, Universal hasn't formally announced this yes. land. They only have announced one, the Super Nintendo World, which they announced last year at the opening of Super Nintendo World Hollywood. But I mean, come on. This, we this will, is it. <laughs> we will start with the standard legal disclaimer <laughs> that, uh, yes, nothing is official and confirmed until Universal, blah, blah, blah. And this is all based on speculation and permits and rumors. And we know what it is. Come on. It's yeah. uh, it's Dark Universe. It's the classic Universal Monsters. And what we have is a windmill that looks an awfully lot like the windmill from the classic original Frankenstein uh, that the villagers with the... Uh, the pitchforks and torches burned down at the end of the movie and uh from the permits we know that there are gas lines running to this yep. thing so we expect this uh it, even the trademark uh it's they've 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 trademarked uh burning uh the burning windmill as the name of a bar and restaurant so that's what it is folks like i can't wait to say hey you want to meet me at the burning right. Windmill? exactly exactly <laughs> uh the burning burning blade i think burning blade oh. yeah uh, so, um, that is coming along real quick as is the portal, uh, you know, Epic universe, every land, uh, is going to have a portal, uh, that you enter through to get in and out. And, uh, this one, uh, the one for the classic monsters area is topped with like one of these giant, uh, I don't know if it's called a Tesla coil or one of these, uh, giant kind of electric apparatus that uh frankenstein's monster was brought to life using i, I love this concept because you know my only reference is mm -hmm. super nintendo world and hollywood how you go through a portal mm -hmm. the exit is on another side it just really adds to that kind of immersive feel yeah. of the land like you will be all consumed in this land yeah it's kind of uh kind of like how diagonally you have to go mm -hmm. through the hole in the wall except uh this will be a much more obvious hole in the wall they still have the problem at diagonal alley with people walking past and never realizing that there's a, a another land right. back there so these will be very obvious portals but they will totally uh you know screen out everything from the outside world um and uh you know, these aerial photographs that we have from, uh, as always, from BioReconstruct, thank you for all of your work, um, really shows off how the village is developing. And this dark ride, uh, this massive indoor uh, dark ride inside Frankenstein's manor um, that is, uh, well, the, you know, the, the um, how are we going to say it? The rumors, the speculation, the plans. Uh, it's a Kuka Robo Arm Ride, very much like Forbidden Journey, uh, but uh, physical sets and animatronics uh, instead of domes. N none of those carousel dome screens, uh, just big sets and uh, going to be an absolutely massive show building. Uh, you know, you so see. So excited for this. I love a good dark ride. And I feel like this is going to take some of the technology of like secret, mm -hmm. like pets, you know, where you have physical set pieces. But then also some projections and yes. electronics, and it's going to be mind blowing. Yeah, our uh, our understanding is that it's uh, it's physical sets that are then extended using LED screens to Love make it. them seem bigger and deeper than they are, and some really advanced animatronics. Uh, we've seen a patent 
for a uh, walking Frankenstein's monster animatronic uh, that uh, we might see show up in the pre-show in here. Uh, we're definitely going to get, you know, this whole first area here, This the whole manor that you see is basically uh, queue and, and pre-show areas. Uh, and as, as the, the view zooms out, you can see that that, which looks huge, is actually just a tiny portion. Wow. And the actual ride is this enormous show building um there there's going to be a lot in there there's going to be a lot in there and uh it's very exciting and it's not the only attraction in the land that is coming along quickly yeah there is also the curse of the werewolf roller coaster uh that is a family launched spinning roller coaster that uh we think is going to go both forwards and backwards and we can see right here the progress on this show building uh that you're going to launch through we think that's where an animatronic werewolf's going to be. Oh, so it's mostly outdoors, but there is just a little bit that is mostly, mostly outdoors. Uh, there's going to be lots of trees. You can see the the greenage, uh, the foliage going in. So uh, they're building basically a whole forest around this. Uh, and uh, like I said, the cars are going to spin. It's not. Uh, it's not a super intense co coaster. Um, it's a uh, Family friendly, but still should be pretty thrilling. And uh, that brings us right back around to this uh, this Burning Blade uh, restaurant. Um, and we can see in these pictures how quickly this thing went up. Scaffolding is gone and uh, it is looking great. It looks, like we said, very similar to uh, what you see in that 1931 film. This is incredible. I'm, I'm just, I keep thinking like, when are we going to start seeing previews? Like it could yeah. be December, you know? Well, I, you know, the, um, December of 2024, maybe, uh, mm -hmm. as you can see, you know, buildings going up, but that's a lot of Brown. Um, uh, there are, the streets are still literally mud. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can remember, um, when I worked for universal Orlando, when islands of adventure was being built, uh, and going out on the construction site with, with a hard hat and seeing, uh, you know, buildings looking really intact and, and rides starting to cycle. Uh, but literally the streets were still dirt. Uh, and <laughs> that's a lot of paving that's got to get done. Uh, there's a lot of things that need to happen before, uh, anyone who's not part of the construction team can be in there. So, um, you know, December, maybe, maybe not, but, uh, I, you know, this is, this is going to open in summer of 2025, but I think we're going to see previews, uh, in long before then. Oh spring, yeah. Spring, so uh, maybe even early spring. Maybe yeah. previews, you know, like a couple months of it. I, I mean, this is Absolutely. Um, I think that uh, they are going to want to thoroughly, thoroughly test this, um, let people be guinea pigs. Uh, you know, I, I can remember uh, back when uh, Animal Kingdom opened, there was uh, times where you could buy preview tickets um, and, uh, you know, for a very reasonable price, go in for a few hours and basically be a guinea pig. Uh, and if anything broke down, you really couldn't complain. Right. So, uh <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I think that there's, they're going to want to make sure that everything, uh, is, uh, you know, broken in and running reliably, uh, before that summer 2025 comes around. Um, 
lots more construction uh, to keep up with. Um, and honestly, uh, we uh, have to always tip our hat to Alicia Stella of yeah. Theme Park Stop uh, for digging into all these permits and bio-reconstruct uh, for supplying the amazing aerial photography. Uh, follow both of them on social media, please. Yeah, it's been really fun to follow along. I yep. cannot wait. This is going to be wonderful. Yep. Uh, one last little tease. Uh, in the How to Train Your Dragon area, keep an eye out for Grog and Gruel. Sounds tasty. Uh, it's the sign that is above uh, one of the restaurants in the upcoming How to Train Your Dragon land. Crazy. Visible signage over a year ahead. Uh, yes, it is coming along. All right, next up. If you are a ice hockey fan and you are out in Southern California, you can celebrate Anaheim Duck Days at DCA coming up uh, this year. It is taking place on both February 22nd and 23rd. Uh, they've ex expanded their one-day celebration two days in honor of the hockey team's 30th anniversary. Yeah, this is a very popular event every year. I'm not really a hockey fan, so, you know, I always look to see what they offer because there's specialty food, there's a cavalcade and whatnot. But if you are a hockey fan, that is very cool. I, I grew up uh, attending New Jersey Devils games, okay. <laughs> and that's a, that's a good way to ensure that you will not become a hockey fan. Um, but uh, the Anaheim Ducks, which were originally called the Mighty Ducks uh, after the 1992 movie, They've been around since 1993. Uh, uh, they were renamed in 2006, uh, but the Ducks are celebrating their legacy of 30 years uh, in DCA, uh, and Hollywoodland is the place to go. When uh, a rope drop on the 22nd or 23rd, that's where you want to head to get your wristband uh, to participate in these activities. Uh, they are free, but... Uh, uh, capacity is limited. So if you are a Ducks fan um, and you want to participate in the stuff that's going on, uh, get there early on the 22nd or 23rd. Uh, some of the things that are happening include a celebratory cavalcade with current players on the 22nd and uh, legacy players on the 23rd. Uh, you can have a photo op with the iconic Stanley Cup. Uh, on the 23rd in Paradise Gardens Park. And on both days, there is going to be a fan zone in Hollywoodland uh, where they're going to have special food, uh, merchandise, and um, some activities uh, where you can test your hockey skills and even draw a Disney duck at the Animation Academy. Oh, I would love to do that. That's like one of my favorite things at DCA. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, the, the Animation Academy inside the Disney Animation Building is definitely one of those hidden, hidden gems of the park. Uh, you just got to make sure if it's a special character or a, a unique character, they have a, a schedule inside. And you want to line up early because those things can fill up. Uh, I remember every time I've been there, they do Grogu once or twice a day. And those are always like a half hour before. They're oh. always already full. I, I line up so early because I'm like, I don't want to miss the special characters, especially yep. during Halloween. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, if the uh, if meeting the, the uh, hockey players is important to you, uh, if you want to participate in the meet and greet, you are going to need one of these wristbands. Um, and uh, those are going to be distributed, uh, like I mentioned, in Hollywoodland 
uh, at Rope Drop. So get there early. Um, they're oh, yeah. not signing autographs. Don't bring anything to be signed. Uh, it's just a photo op and a meet and greet. Okay. And uh, it's the uh, reservations are limited, so it's not guaranteed, subject to availability. Um, and if you stick around till the evening, they are going to have a party uh, with uh, some Anaheim Ducks power players and DJs, including Jojo Maestrato, um, and even a live band in the evening. Very cool. Yep, a lot of stuff going on, and you can head to Disneyland.com slash Anaheim Duck Days for more information. All right, next up, coming back here to Walt Disney World, we finally have an opening date of July 1st, 2024 for the newly rebuilt cabins at Fort Wilderness. Yay! Uh, this is, uh, you know, Fort Wilderness started out as a rustic campground and has gone glamping over the years. Um, they long had these kind of trailer-like cabins um, that were, uh, they were, they were kind of 80s, 90s, you know, they were, they were, they're vintage, they're a little dated. Uh, now, uh, they are uh, starting on July 1st and with additional cabins opening throughout the year, they've got a new lineup of private cabins that sleep six uh, some of them it can even accommodate dogs, and uh, they are quite luxurious inside for a campground. This is definitely more my style. I will say <laughs> I did love staying there as a kid. There's yeah. something so special about getting that golf cart and going around. But, you know, I haven't really had the desire to go back because, again, it does feel very 90s and whatnot. Mm -hmm. but, but with this refresher, there's going to be a little adorable Chip and Dale artwork. There's mm -hmm. River Country nods. I cannot wait to stay here. Pour one out for River Country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they've also got all the amenities that you would expect of a, uh, you know, uh, deluxe Disney uh, hotel room. Uh, you've got your queen size bed. You've got twin bunk beds, uh, plus a queen size Innova bed in the living room area, if you want to pull that out. Um, but you also get a fully equipped kitchen, uh, refrigerator, dishwasher, microwave, uh, and a full-sized oven and range. So if you are the kind of family that uh, wants to save money on vacation by cooking your own food, uh, that that could work out for you. Yes, I think that's really nice. Uh, I am excited to stay here. I won't be cooking anything because I'm going to cook you <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's the other great thing is that when you stay at these, you get access to all the amenities at Fort Wilderness, uh, the horseback riding at the Tricircle D Ranch, uh, the fishing holes, the walking trails, uh, the, you know, the campfire sing-along that they do with Chippendale. But most importantly, uh, you can just head right on over to the hoop de doo review. Absolutely. Um, if you are interested in these uh, DVC sales for these cabins, uh, if you are an existing DVC member, February 1st, 2024 uh, is the day when you can start making purchases. Um and by, on February 15th, uh, if you've added points on at the cabins, you can start booking your stays online or through member services. Uh, February 27th is when they uh, DVC sales open up to the general public. And then March 12th, uh, if you're a new DVC member, that's when you can start booking. Um, and all DVC members uh, can book online, uh, even if you don't have home points here, starting April 20th. Third. 
Yes. And they did say that soon we'll know about regular guests. Yes. Um, I'm not DVC, but you know, anyone that's not DVC can stay at these resorts, but it's just a little bit more limited inventory and they mm -hmm. haven't announced anything about the details for that. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, I'm not a DVC genius. <laughs> I'm not, um, but correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the cabins traditionally were just rentals. They were not DVC property. They were not. Before. Yeah. So this is being converted to a DVC. Property. And and you know, back when this whole idea of renovating these cabins first came up, I believe that Fort Wilderness was supposed to be getting a dedicated DVC section that was going to be was called Reflections, or you know, they cleared land over on the shoreline not yeah. far from Hoop to Do, and then that was abandoned. So I guess this right. was their their quick and dirty way of selling more DVC at Fort Wilderness without having to build uh, big buildings from scratch. So. Yeah. So they're using all the footprint of the cabin, which is really yeah. interesting. So I guess they're taking it down to like the studs. Mm -hmm. But then once it's all done, I guess by the end of the year, every single one of them will be DVC. So it's called the cabins at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort, mm -hmm. which is what the DVC name is. Yeah. I did a lot of diving into this because it is a little confusing to explain yeah. because it's still overall Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, but the cabins yeah. at Fort Wilderness so the the bottom line is that if you are a non-DVC person who uh, this was like the place where you would always uh, rent, um, hopefully you'll still be able to find availability. Uh, but it'll probably be harder because uh, I imagine if these are popular with DVC folks, they're going to get first dibs. Absolutely. I think there's like 350 or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's really not that many comparative to a standard hotel, you know, yep. with rooms. Um, looking forward to uh, gate crashing uh, next holiday season and seeing how they're all decorated because that's that's the best oh, part of, of yes. Fort Wilderness. Yep. The way people dress up for uh, for the holidays. All right, next up, SeaWorld Orlando has filed plans for another on-site hotel, and this one is going to be connected to Discovery Cove, at least according to plans that they have filed with. Orange County. Uh, SeaWorld Orlando has never really been a resort. They've, you know, had uh, three parks. You know, they've got SeaWorld, they've got Aquatica, and they've got uh, Discovery Cove, but they've never really had their own on-site resort. They've just had nearby hotels that they partner with. Uh, well, they have now uh, launched what this one is called Project Starbird. Uh, and it follows on Project Canopy, which we found out about late last year. Uh, and between the two of them, uh, it looks like they are making a play to be a real resort. I love it because you know what? I'm all for staying somewhere and then I could also take an Uber or Lyft or a rental car to Disney World. So mm -hmm. I think this is a good game that they're getting into. They are crazy with the rides i mean it's like they keep opening you close your eyes they're opening another ride another ride so mm -hmm. they are kind of rocking and rolling in that term so i think it only makes sense that they would move into the hotel side of it yep um so uh they have not formally announced this this is uh this this report is based on other folks reporting uh namely behind the thrills and wkmg um and but it looks like they want um to place uh, a six-floor, 250-room hotel that would be attached to the eastern side of Discovery Cove. Uh, and they uh, 
you know, previously had dug up um, plans for a separate 15-story hotel uh, with 504 rooms. Uh, that one would be attached to the southeast corner of SeaWorld Orlando itself, uh, close to the Nautilus Theater. Uh, so between the two of this, there's 750 hotel rooms. That's not huge. I mean, you compare that to something like, uh, you know, Endless Summer Resort uh, or the the Terra Luna and Stella, whatever, resorts that yeah. they're building over at Epic. These are modest sized hotels. Uh, I think it's but, realistic for this. Yes. It, yeah. I was going to say that, that it's, it makes sense for the kind of uh, crowds that SeaWorld gets. Um, and this is uh, on top of the new Penguin Trek ride uh, that is coming this spring, uh, taking over the old Antarctica dark ride. So a lot of uh, movement over at SeaWorld. We're always talking about Disney World and Universal, but SeaWorld is not sitting still. Nope. Um, some little details include uh, for this 250 room hotel, uh, it would also include a spa, a children's program space, bar, fitness center, a gift shop, and uh, that we've even got a name for the dining location. It would be called the Treetop Restaurant. So we will keep an eye on that uh, and see if that moves forward. Yes, I was most surprised by the spa because, you yep. know, we don't have spas. You know, there's really just Grand Floridian. Uh, Mandara at Portofino. Yeah. And Portofino. So that, would, yeah. that would be a good differentiator for them. Yeah. Especially attached to uh, Discovery Cove, because I can see having like, you know, a spa day mixed yeah. with a day of just floating around chill. Discovery Cove. Mm -hmm. Very chill. All right. Um, and finally, in the news in the queue, Bush Gardens, Tampa Bay uh, is already kicking off their Mardi Gras 2024 celebration. And our reporter, John Self, got to drive down there and check it out. Um, they are running on weekends uh, through March 3rd. Uh, it's similar to last year's event, uh, and it is included in regular park admission. I love it. Yeah, this parade looks really fun. Of course, there's bead throwing, which, you know, we yep. all love. I just had to get my Mardi Gras outfit out for Universal, and I found a big Ziploc bag of beads. Ah. I can throw them out. I just love them. <laughs> well, uh, yes. So they've got all of your standard uh, Mardi Gras essentials, uh, like you mentioned, starting with the parade. This mm -hmm. one starts at uh, Zagora Cafe and then moves through the Coke Canopy. Um, over uh, by the bird garden section of the park. Um, it, you know, they don't have the big floats uh, designed by Kern that they have at Universal. This is mostly a foot-based parade with uh, some banners and big costumes and stilt walkers. Still very colorful. Um, mm -hmm. It happens uh, multiple times a day, uh, 12.30 p.m., 2.30 p.m., 4.30 and 6.30 p.m. Um, and then it ends up at what they call the bead balcony, which is kind of like a, uh, you know, little, uh, state, uh, stationary float, uh, that gives them a platform where they can climb up and toss beads to the crowd. And, uh, it looks like they do, uh, an, a special job of trying to make sure that the kids get beads. So I'm having good flashbacks to the COVID year of Mardi Gras Universal. Remember when they just oh, right? had the the yes. floats out there were stationary, but there were people up there. I kind of liked it. <laughs> Me too. It was yeah. really fun. Um, they've also got uh, authentic New Orleans jazz uh, bands, uh, brass bands, um, 
playing under a covered stage uh, near where the parade concludes. Uh, so get you out of the sun or the rain as we've had uh, lately. Uh, and uh, these run about four times, uh, about 15 minutes per show. And of course, uh, all this is going to make you hungry and thirsty for some Mardi Gras food. Uh, they have um, stands set up around the park, just like last year. And again, uh, sampler lanyards are probably your most cost-effective mm -hmm. way. Uh, they start at $45 for five samples, and there's a special 12-sampler lanyard if you are a pass holder. Always a good deal, if you yeah. plan to use it. Yeah. Um, our uh, our reporter uh, especially recommends the Cajun barbecue short rib. And uh, there is also uh, Louisiana hot shrimp on the menu and beignets. Uh, just be, be, be aware the beignets are served room temperature. They're not piping hot. So, oh. uh, Well, um, anyway, overall, uh, our reporter enjoyed his day at Bush Gardens Tampa. And you can check out the, uh, his full report at attractionsmagazine.com. Or head over to bushgardens.com slash Tampa for more information about the event. All right, that will just about wrap up the news in the queue. Before we get to this week's main attraction, it's time to hear a word from our sponsors. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! All right, for this week's main attraction, the concert lineup has finally been announced for Universal Mardi Gras at Universal Studios Florida. Uh, and they've got some big names and new names this year uh, for the concert series, which kicks off February 3rd. Uh, and the event runs through April 7th. Yes, I will be there for opening night, which is Walker Hayes. So I'm excited for that because I love that Applebee's song. <laughs> so... I, every I love the Applebee's song. <laughs> every year uh, we have a new lineup, and every year it makes me feel older and older because there are fewer and fewer people on the list who I could actually like name more than one song. For. You know, bare naked ladies. <laughs> I do. Yes, that I mean that. But the the thing is that like when I started with Mardi Gras, bare naked ladies would have been one of the current acts. Yeah, <laughs> and now they are one of the retro acts. So. <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, February 3rd, it kicks off with Walker Hayes. February 10th, the All-American Rejects are back again. February 17th, Ellie King. And February 18th, someone that I know, Casey and the yes. Sunshine Band. <laughs> You're not bad. <laughs> yes, February 24th, as you mentioned, Bare Naked Ladies. Yes. March 2nd, DJ Khaled. March 9th, Ava Max. March 10th, Queen Latifah. Ooh. March 16th, uh, Luis Fonsi, and on March 17th, Zed. Uh, so definitely a varied lineup. Some some people from my generation, some people from uh, current generation. Uh, definitely a good mix. Um, 
which one of those other than uh you're going to be there opening night which uh which other ones would you i am going to come back for bare naked ladies because adam loves them so absolutely all right well maybe i can meet up with you that's yeah you should uh I am still waiting about the food, though. They're still holding out on the menus. And I'm well, like, you are fancy. <laughs> you are correct. We do know the theme of the parade this year. Uh, it has got a, a uh, astronomical theme uh, with the uh, the floats. The new floats are going to be inspired by Earth, wind, fire, water, sun, and the moon. So elemental astronomical. I don't know. Um, but uh, they're going to be joined by the traditional floats, um, which include the king and queen float, the big jester float, Crocodile. and of course the gator. Uh, the the Mardi Gras gator is gator. always got to be back so every good. time. Um, and so we have some teases about the food, the international flavors of carnival. Uh, Universal's gone way beyond New Orleans to also include Spain, China. Uh, Germany. Um, Some of the ones that we know, uh, there's going to be more than 60 items. Um, We know we'll have a fried green tomato po' boy. Uh, Beignets, of course. Um, We're going to get a chicken schnitzel. Um, uh, You're going to pronounce this one for me. Chilaques verdes? Chilaquiles. Thank you very much. That's like the, um, in Mexico, they have it. I can eat it. I just can't pronounce it. Yeah, like the nachos thing. Uh, The schnitzel, I think, was they also had last year, which was amazing. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you tried it. It was so good. Um, So you will be able to uh, indulge in all of these flavors of carnival uh, with a uh, food and beverage card, uh, which you can purchase a $75 card for $65 or if you're a pass holder, they've got a special, uh, you get $150 worth for $120. And then yes, you can apply I, your annual pass discount on top of that. Yes, That's a great uh, deal. I bought, bought that last year and mm-hmm. I didn't even really use it at Mardi Gras. I think I just saved it for like to use it at dinner one night. You could use it anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Any, so, any, any, uh, any on-site <laughs> restaurant that is universal Incredible. owned and operated, uh, they accept it. So it's, it's a great deal. Um, and uh, if you're heading over to the hotels, maybe you're making a staycation or a vacation out of Mardi Gras. Uh, the hotels are all going to be joining in the fun uh, with exclusive Mardi Gras food and beverage. Um, Island signing room at Royal Pacific's got a crawfish and an andouille sausage egg roll. Um, Mardi Gras empanadas at Amatista in Sapphire Falls. Uh, Jambalaya at Endless Summer uh, and more items. Um, so lots of Lots of ways to indulge in the park and outside the park. Yes, it is like my favorite. If I had to pick one theme park festival, it is my Mm -hmm. favorite. There's such an energy with the music and the street Mm -hmm. performers. And that parade is like the best parade ever. It is so good. I cannot wait. Uh, My beads are ready. (laughs) Well, uh, if you want to join in, uh, they've got a whole bunch of ticket specials uh, that they're going to be running through the Mardi Gras celebration. Uh, If you're a Florida, Georgia resident, you can uh, buy a two-park one-day ticket, and you get uh, three days uh, for the price of one day. Um, Or uh, anyone who lives in the U.S., Canada, or Latin America uh, can buy a two-day two two-day two-park ticket and they'll give you two days for free uh so those are both pretty good deals oh yeah or just become an annual pass holder and right now they're still throwing in three months free uh with any 12-month pass 
Um, and once you have that pass, you can get up to 40% off rooms uh, at the hotels through the Mardi Gras season. So some good discounts. Check out universalorlando.com slash Mardi Gras for all the details. Uh, one last little detail uh, is that if you're an annual pass holder and you are hoping to ride a float for free, you're too late. Uh, oh. <laughs> so came out on Friday morning at like, they sent out the email at 9 a.m. And I, I was in the park. I was on a ride. Uh, by the time I got off the ride and tried to log It went in, quick. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, they gave me the option of one date that I was going to be out of town when I when I got in there at like 9.45. And by the time I refreshed it, they're all gone before 10. Yes. So It is such a thrill to do it, though. So I totally <laughs> get why it's so popular. It is one of the coolest experiences. It takes a few hours. So, you know, you have to be aware of, you know, like the rehearsals and stuff like that. So it does eat up a big chunk of your day if you're on vacation. But it is fun. They still have some dining packages available. Yeah. Um, you can look into that. But honestly, the best way to do it is to check the app. They sometimes do a virtual queue through the app or just hang out mm -hmm. around the uh, animal, animal actors, actors yeah. stage about 90 minutes before the parade. Just loiter they, over there, yeah. They, they almost always take last-minute walk-ups. Just be sure that you don't do it on a night where you care about the concert. Um, Try to you know, do it on a non-concert night or do it on a night uh, for a concert you don't care about mm -hmm. because you will not be off of that float in time to get a good view of the concert. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's going to just about wrap yeah. things up. Uh, but before we go, we want to take a look back at some of the comments that we got. Um. Michael Bingham wanted us to let know that his mom says oh, hello as well. Yeah. Thank you, De Michael's mom. Uh, he's excited about the Anaheim Ducks and bummed he will not be there uh, remembering that Stanley Cup championship season back in 2007. <laughs> and he looks like he's also excited about the bare naked ladies. Yes. Uh, hopefully we'll all meet up together at Universal for that show. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we want to thank once again our sponsors, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. We want to remind everyone to please leave us a rating or a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you happen to be listening to us. And be sure to follow us at attractionsmagazine.com and search for Attractions Magazine on your favorite social media platform. Carly, where can everyone find you yes. until next week? Yes, I'm on Instagram at Adventures by Carly, and I am on X at Carly Caramata. I am on all the platforms at S. Kuberski, and you can also find me and my books at The Unofficial Guides or at theunofficialguides.com. And until next week, we hope you folks stay safe, try something new, and most importantly, have fun. And we will see you again next time. Bye. Bye.